0: Listeners, Sam and David here from Trafe Podcast. Hello. Thank you as always for listening to us. David and I have a pretty robust schedule of episodes and shorts in the next couple of weeks. We've been working pretty hard to put them out. But we decided to interrupt our regular programming to talk with the director of Adamir, Sahar Francis. We are now in the fifth week of the Palestinian hunger strike. Um, more than a thousand, I believe it's fifteen hundred. Palestinians in Israeli prisons are undertaking this hunger strike. And so we reached out to the director of Adamir to situate the hunger strike and to talk about uh, mobilization that uh, can be undertaken. So we are going to forego any banter. Just want to thank Sahar again and Adamir for the great work that they're doing.
1: Yeah, when we uh, compiled the list of organizations we are urging people to support, which we posted on com about two weeks ago now. Uh, Damir was at the top of that list. Um, We're going to include the information of how to support them in the show notes for this episode as well, how to learn more. Uh, We're also hoping to give people some context about the hunger strike and the struggle that it's emerging from in Palestine. Uh, Enjoy the interview.
2: Okay, so I'm Sahar Francis, a human rights lawyer, and working now as the director of Adamir Prisoner Support and Human Rights Association based in Ramallah. We are representing Palestinian prisoners arrested by the Israeli occupation for the last 25 years, and we also do the monitoring of the violations, and we do the advocacy and lobbying on their behalf.
0: Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us.
2: It's my pleasure.
0: I was wondering if you could start by just giving people who are listening who don't have such a great sense of what's been going on for the last month in almost the 40th day, but since mid-April, that more than a thousand Palestinians in Israeli prisons are um, undergoing a hunger strike. Could you just give some of the context and what some of the demands are?
2: Yes, of course. Uh, First, let me start by saying that Palestinian political prisoners issue is a very essential case. Currently, there are 6,500 Palestinian prisoners in the israeli prisons so actually it affects every palestinian house and usually the prisoners in order to improve their daily life conditions in the israeli prisons they use the hunger strike as the last resort in their fight against the violations that they face on the daily level so in the 17th of april actually they decided to open a hunger strike and they have around thirteen demands including ending the policy of isolation as a punishment, ending the use of administrative detention, which is arbitrary detention, enabling the families to visit freely because there's restrictions on the family visits, to be able to get books, newsletters, and journals because it's also restricted, and so on. So all the demands are related to the daily conditions of the prisoners inside the prisons.
1: I mean, I think for uh, some of our listeners, the struggle of Palestinian prisoners might be an issue they're not particularly familiar with. And to maybe give some context, I'm wondering if you could speak about how your organization started and and the history of the work that you've been doing.
2: Sure. Uh, Damir was established back in late 1991, early 92, in Jerusalem, actually, in order to offer free legal aid for the Palestinian prisoners arrested by the israeli occupation in the military court system and the civil system So imprisonment started immediately after the occupation in sixty seven since then the israeli authorities started to develop military orders and military courts and they immediately started to arrest people so organizations like Adomir, domir they are involved in the prisoners' issues, usually offer legal aid and monitoring the conditions, and the advocacy and lobbying on their behalf, of course, in order to raise awareness about the situation and to get support and put pressure on the Israeli side to stop the violation and to release all the Palestinian prisoners in any peace agreement.
1: Um, something that I, I heard you mention in an interview before, which I hadn't heard before, is that all student political organizations are actually technically illegal. So if you're if you're organizing as a student, you're almost automatically labeling yourself as a future political prisoner. I'm just wondering if you could maybe give people a, a better understanding of what the legal system means in this context.
2: Yes, definitely. Actually, immediately after the occupation, the Israeli military... Started to control uh, via military orders. So the military governor of the whole occupied territory took the power to legalize any military order that he thinks in the interest of the army or the state in the occupied territories. And by this, they now developed more than one thousand seven hundred military orders that controls the whole life of the Palestinian people and their occupation. So part of these military orders illegalize political parties including studential movement. So all the Palestinian studential movements in the Palestinian universities are illegal according to these military orders. So as you said, it's enough to be a member in any studential movement in any university that would be a reason for imprisonment for one year or up to two years if you did other activities in the university. All the Palestinian political parties are still illegal, including the main party of the PLO, Fatah, that signed the Oslo agreement. So theoretically, actually, they can arrest our president because he's the head of the Fatah party for membership in illegal organization. Uh, of course, via these uh, uh, military orders, they illegalize very wide branch of other activities, not just the political uh, activities, but civil activities. So this is how actually they use the military orders with the military courts in order to control the daily life in Palestine.
0: At the beginning of our discussion, you mentioned that the case of political prisoners and the hunger strike that's going on right now is representative of the broader struggle and is or is a key piece of of the broader struggle for Palestinian liberation could you talk about how the people who are on hunger strike right now are representative of the broader struggle
2: yes of course every person that is involved in any way in the struggle whether in a peaceful uh, resistant act or any militant act would be subjected for imprisonment. So at the end of the day, the prisoners are totally connected to the outside struggle. There's parliamentarians, for example, now in the prison and in the hunger strike, uh, like Ahmed Saadad and Marwan Barghouti, who initiated the hunger strike. So with the stop in the political process, there's no negotiations. There's no signal for any improvement on this level. In these circumstances, usually the prisoners start to think about hunger strikes, so they organize themselves. They elect a committee to lead the hunger strike, but immediately, for example, now in this case, the prison system was punishing the prisoners by isolating them. They moved most of them from one prison to another to cause disconnection between them and the other prisoners and they banned the visits of the families totally there's lots of restrictions on the lawyers visit for the hunger strikers they punished them with fines they imposed on them and so on so currently the situation is worrying because we don't know about the health conditions of all the prisoners there's a real threat on their life because of the force feeding threat as well They are threatening that they would bring even doctors from outside the country because the Israeli Medical Association have said they consider it to be a form of torture as the position of the international law and the International Medical Association, actually. So the situation is complicated, but hopefully that it would be ending in a positive way.
1: I also want to talk about the way that the hunger strike has been received, uh, both, you know, by the Israeli government, but also the way that it's interacted with movements for liberation in Palestine.
2: So on the Israeli position uh, on the hunger strike and uh, the Palestinian prisoners issue, usually they uh, deal with these prisoners as terrorists and as criminals, and they don't, accept that these prisoners are part of the Palestinian struggle for self-determination and that, according to international law, we have the right to resist the occupation. So in the current hunger strike, immediately from the first day, the prime minister himself, also the ministers, and especially the minister of interior security Started to incite and issue statements against the uh, hunger strike and against the Palestinian prisoners, saying that this is the time to break the hunger strike policy and to stop it totally. And this is why, uh, till now, there's no uh, negotiations actually between the prison system and the Palestinian prisoners and the committee, especially, and trying. To manipulate, so they go to speak to people that they are aware that they are not representatives for these 1,000 prisoners, or as the video that they disclosed, uh, uh, former Juan Barghuthi eating in the toilet, which we believe that it was fabricated, of course, and so on. On the local level, though, the hunger strike is supported, is accepted, and the Palestinian human rights NGOs, the Palestinian youth movements, and the activists, their stents of solidarity in all of the Palestinian cities, including inside the 48 areas. They have activity on daily level. Of course, it's not sufficient because we don't feel that there's enough pressure from the Palestinian Authority side on the Israeli side or on the international UN level to put an end via negotiations and to accept the demands of the uh, prisoners.
0: Well, thank you so much for talking with us and thank you so much for the work that you're doing.
1: And if people are listening and they do want to get involved, what are what are the best ways that people can show their support right now for the hunger strike?
2: So activists all over actually uh, are requested to intensify their support to the campaign so they can organize demonstrations or sending letters to their foreign ministry or MPs in order to put all the pressure that they can on the Israeli side to be accountable to the international law and to respect the rights of the Palestinian prisoners according to the international humanitarian law.
1: Uh, well, well, thanks again so much for taking the time to talk with us about this.
2: Thanks. Thanks for your support.
0: Trafe Podcast is Sam Bick and David Zinman. A huge thanks to CKUT 90.3 FM, where we record this podcast under the shadow of the giant cross of secularism on occupied Ganyagahaga territory.
1: Thanks to Claire Hertig, to Kira Page, to Cadence O'Neill, to C. Lavery, to Sack Syndrome, Josh Dolgan, and Ariana Katz. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at treyf, T-R-E-Y-F.
0: If you're feeling like you're in a giving mood, we have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash Podcast, And as always... You can send comments, suggestions, hate mail, the opposite of hate mail, to trafepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks
1: for listening, and we'll see you next week.